All right. All right. We are recording. Take 1003. Maybe this one will be the one. I don't know. If you're listening to this, you're a lucky duck because we've done this many times. At this point, we just have like weekly Zoom calls, basically. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Where we pretend to talk about stuff with other Mm -hmm. people and then we never post it to the internet. Yeah, we've we've yeah, we've tried to do this a few times, you guys. We've had some Um, technical difficulties. Okay, yeah, it's fine. Here we are. Mm -hmm. Hi, everybody. Hi on the podcast. You're listening to Thanks We Hate It. And I am Hannah Lehman. And I am Mickey Atkins. And this is our first episode. How are you doing today? You know, I'm doing okay. I went and I got um, a facial today. Um, I know. It was wonderful. My face is a little sticky, which is always a bit of a sensory ick for me. But I'm going to power through. I'm going to be just fine. So otherwise, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. I've never had a facial before, but I really want to get one. Really? You should yeah, get one. They're I've heard that once. Yeah, because I've heard once you start, you have to get them monthly. Like, or well, you don't have to do anything, but you want to get them monthly. So ideally, yeah. Do you want to guess what the temperature is here in Seattle? <sighs> okay, so you, you told me the other day that it finally reached 60 degrees at one point, uh-huh. and you were very excited about that. So I'm going to guess that today it's like 55. <laughs> it is. Can you see that? <gasps> 76, 76 today. Wow. That's really good. Are we happy about that? It's super sunny. Yeah. Except like I said, my dog got too hot when we were on a walk and we took a very short walk. I don't take her on long walks. It was literally like a slightly, it was like a slightly extended potty break and she got, uh, and she still got too hot, but she needs a haircut. Do you want to guess what temperature it is here? Uh, 92. You little cheat. I didn't cheat. Is that what it was? <laughs> you looked it up before no, this. No, I didn't. Tell the truth. No, I, I am telling you the truth. I would never lie to you. It's 92 degrees. That's Wait, incredible. is it actually 92? <laughs> yes. I thought you were fucking I memeing. Sw- no, no, no. <laughs> the coincidence. I swear to God. What? I would tell. I would tell you if I was lying. Oh like, my god! Yeah. Well, you That's did tell cool. me it was like almost in the nineties the other day. So that was yeah. so it was. I had a one in ten chance of it being. That's fair. It's it's quite hot here. So, yeah, but you have air conditioning in your house, right? I don't have air sure conditioning. Sure do. I'm just chilling in the warmth. So That's wild to me. Well, it's fine with that. Fine. Well, it's only 76, so it's like cold here compared to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's very, very warm and everybody's going to be out this weekend, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Do you have any exciting mm-hmm. plans for this weekend? What are you doing? Um, No, because I hate crowds. Um, Initially, we talked about Fair. doing a lake day because I love going to the lake and renting yeah. a boat. And you just like float around and you listen to music and you like maybe drink a White Claw or two and just like yeah. eat out of the water. It's my favorite. Um, But you know what? I hate uh is loud noises and crowds and children crying um like all respect and love to people who are parents like i respect (laughs) it and i get it but like for me it's a sensory issue (laughs) like screaming and the yelling it's just like all too much so um i'm gonna hide in my house um and honestly probably just work on my backyard because i'm trying to make my backyard more fun to be in Ooh, your dogs Mm -hmm. will like that they will. Yes, They'll that's also like the reason we you. want to do it. Aww. That sounds fun. Do you have that's any exciting awesome. plans? 
No, we're, uh, I mean, other than the fact that it's going to be sunny. So my mm-hmm. biggest goal is to clean my car and maybe that. get a little work done. I, on Sunday, my mom and I are bringing the dogs, their dog and my dog down mm-hmm. to our friend's house, like 40 minutes away to, she's going to, she's going to watch them for a couple hours because she's mm-hmm. going to be babysitting them for a few nights Aww, in June while my cute. whole family goes to a wedding. And um, Winnie hates her partner. Like, oh, he, no. it's, it's, Why? it's rough. Because when we're down there, like she loves my friend Teresa because mm-hmm. she's known her since she was a puppy. But Teresa started uh, is is now partners with this guy uh, several years after when he met her. And mm-hmm. so when we go down for like movie nights and stuff at her house, mm-hmm. literally he'll come home from work at like 10 o'clock and it feels like an intruder to her. Like it feels like somebody's just randomly breaking in and like so she just barks at him. It's really, Aww. really sad. And I feel really bad for him. So what we're doing, so we're trying to desensitize her to him a little okay. bit. So we're going to like, because I'm really worried about her staying the night. I just feel like she's going to be really obnoxious. And so um, that's fair. We're going to drop them off and leave and -hmm. pretend like we're leaving them there so that she can like spend some time with him and like get used to him a little bit. And he can give her some treats and everything. So he's not such a stranger. And then also my mom wants their golden retriever dog puppy. I mean, he's a year old, but to uh to like visit once beforehand too because she's a helicopter mom helicopter dog mom and um yeah and even though he's a golden retriever so he literally can adapt to any situation and does not give a fuck about Mm -hmm. what's going on he's literally like yeah sure this is happening now whatever i love this there's dogs yeah Mm -hmm. he's not gonna care so Anyway, that's our big plans. But my mom and I might go get a cup of tea or go shopping or something like that. Cute. I love that for you. Okay, let's get into the show. Yeah, let's talk about some stuff. I could because I could literally talk to you about mundane things that you're doing this weekend, like for an hour. (laughs) If I don't cut myself off. Okay, so I'm going to explain to everybody kind of what the format of the podcast is going to be since this is episode one. Um, This is... Mickey and I are going to tell you guys like what we've been thinking about a lot lately and we are going to pick a topic each week of something that's just been something that's been interesting us lately that we have to discuss with somebody or that we need feedback from other people about Mm -hmm. and so each of us will pick a topic and then we will explain it to the other person and discuss and then you guys can discuss it with us in the comments and whatnot. If you're watching this on YouTube. So my topic this week is a little, little spicy. My, I have to talk about Jacqueline Hill. Oh, no. I have to talk (laughs) about her because. Okay. Okay. For those, if you're on YouTube at all, you know who Jacqueline Hill is. So I won't give her whole life story. However, I will say she's a pretty large uh, influencer. She's one of the OG beauty gurus from like the mid 2010s who got really big on YouTube, had always looked at YouTube as like a career path and Mm -hmm. made bomb money off of affiliate marketing before influencers were disclosing that they were doing affiliate marketing. Mm-hmm. So like she wouldn't put the FTC disclaimers in her boxes Oof. back in the day and stuff. Yeah. I don't, 
I don't fault her for that because I think nobody was. I don't think anybody was. I don't okay. think I think influencing was so new. But I will say, so I'm going to start this conversation off by saying something controversial, which is oh. I do, at least before this, I've always really liked Jacqueline Hill. I always found her very, very charming, very relatable. I loved, okay. she was one of the first YouTubers I like binge watched. And I just even watching makeup tutorials that I would never do. I still felt like mm-hmm. I was chatting with a friend, like just absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm just weirdly charmed by her. I just okay. have always liked her. So I'm extra bummed about everything that mm. is going on right now, honestly. That. And I, she bamboozled so much money out of me though, because I didn't know what an affiliate link was. I didn't know that she was making commissions off the links. I thought oh, that no. she genuinely was like, if I had known that, I would have probably realized that, like, yeah, she does probably like these products and use them, but probably mm-hmm. not quite as yeah. life changing as she was making them out to be. And she yeah. was making, like, if you guys don't know how much money influencers make, some influencers with their affiliate marketing, when done correctly, mm-hmm. especially beauty influencers, are making tens of thousands of dollars a month sometimes off of affiliate marketing. Wait, so, is it really that much? Oh, yeah. For some. Oh, yeah. Let me. What? Off of the fucking affiliate codes? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. It's, I mean, it varies every month. I'll give you an example. Catherine Manning is a YouTuber Mm -hmm. who used to do YouTube advice for Mm -hmm. other aspiring YouTubers. And she used to give, um, she used to make videos about how much money she made in every source of income, you know, Mm -hmm. to help like other YouTubers out to like see what how many how much money you could make off of a certain number of subscribers yeah so mind you some of her affiliate codes are subscriptions so she'd get a portion of that every single month that people used her affiliate codes like two buddy so like she would so she does make but she reported one month and this is public knowledge she told us all that she made thirteen thousand dollars in one month off of affiliates alone and that's before her AdSense and her sponsorships. And that was Catherine Manning, who had way fewer wow. subscribers than Jacqueline freaking Hill, who's peddling yeah. makeup, who literally, if you went to some of the links when her video went out, they would be sold out already. Like, it would be off the shelves in the wow. stores, sold out on Amazon and Sephora because everybody was going to buy products Thank at Jacqueline God. Hill. Actually, and get- I do, I do kind of remember that period of time. Yeah. The beauty influencer thing when it was like larger than life. It was a weird time to be on the internet. (laughs) It'll never, honestly, the beauty community, I feel like comes and goes, Mm -hmm. but the drama will last forever and the drama will be forever fascinating to me. The the tea. (laughs) You listen, as a person who loves drama, like I appreciate that. I just, I I love like tea and gossip. Gossip. It's just fun to me. And the beauty community specifically is a very interesting specimen to observe, in my opinion. The culture that has been built out of the beauty community is so interesting. So (laughs) if that gives you guys any indication of how much she's worth, I mean, she's a multimillionaire. We know that for sure. You could look up her net worth. I'm sure it's on the internet somewhere. But like that was back, you know, making so much money off of just linking stuff yeah. so lipstick gate happened and again many people are probably familiar with that are you familiar with that no like sort of i think so but can you refresh my memory about this because the only thing that i really remember about the lipstick situation is that people were just like upset about their lipsticks and people were like taking videos of them with microscopes 
and I don't remember anything else about it. Okay, so lipstick, <clears throat> lipstick gate. Again, I'm not going to go into major detail here for people, Fair. but this is relevant to what we're going to talk about today. So it is important that we are all on the same page about what lipstick gate was. Yeah. Lipstick gate was when Jaclyn Hill came out with her own line, Jaclyn Cosmetics. Okay. Supposedly her own family owned business. Supposedly, and huh? The lab that she chose for her lipsticks mm-hmm. was, I mean, I don't think this is alleged. I think we could full on say that this is this happened because there is photo evidence of it. And a lot of people, okay. even people in their P- PR packages, like even other influencers she was mm-hmm. sending the product to for free so they yeah. could see it, so they can make videos about it, had that. fur and hair on it. Like people fur dog yeah i think people found some animal fur like tiny fragments but a lot of it was just like fibers like they would just like hold um was it like oh like the cat hair that's on my sweater got on this lipstick or was it like this is growing mold that looks like fur because you know how sometimes when you get mold on food and stuff and it looks like furry but it's not like actually hair yeah no this uh, that allegedly was them opening the package and finding these right after opening the package so, so no no no. i don't, I don't it was know like people's own cat hair but like did it come with actual cat hair or like pet hair or like hair on it or was it just mold that looked like that hair? i, I don't suppose know both of those are fucking bad though huh that's probably a useless there shouldn't be I if i buy a lipstick there shouldn't be anything in my lipstick because i expect it to come hair. from a lab and be sanitized or sanitary you know? and yeah. sealed that's so, a good point, Hannah. There's really right. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Okay. Please continue. So, the way, uh, the thing again, it's always how the influencer reacts, not so much the scandal itself, is often yes. it. And yes. she reacted badly. She mm-hmm. was gaslighting people and telling them that they were lying. And she, uh, I think, people oh, ended up no. getting getting refunds, but um, okay. it wasn't without her i think putting up a fight and stuff and like acting like none of this like telling it none of this was her fault it was all her people it was the lab people were yeah what what the fuck ever but in most people's opinions regardless of whose fault it really is you're putting your face on that product you are an influencer you still need to take responsibility for this happening so again i think it was the way she responded was way worse so that was lipstick gate in a nutshell though is that she made a huge deal about her new line of cosmetics and they came out and it was a mess Okay. So now, coming more to more recent times, but still a little bit in the past, there was this creator named Kaylin who had a YouTube channel who's like, I mean, bigger than me on YouTube, but way smaller than Jacqueline, like still considered okay. a very small influencer. And she cool. had always had this brand called, uh, I think she she pronounced it Cozy, but it was spelled K-O-Z-E. Okay. And she had her own small brand as a smaller influencer that, that sold um, blankets and slippers and, you know, cut cozy oh, things. Cute. Yeah, cozy things. That's sweet. Yeah. Okay. So Jacqueline announces her new brand recently. 
And she announces, makes a whole video because, you know, the meme with Jacqueline is that she only comes out to make a video when she has to sell us something, right? Like when she has a new product, like she never comes oh. out. It's like the joke, the running joke around Jacqueline Hill. Okay. And so she comes out and announces her new brand. Her new mm-hmm. brand is called Coz, and it's spelled K-O-Z-E. And the branding and the font looks very similar. And they're selling the same products. She didn't even come up with her own products? So, no, like, I mean, as in, like, it's the same brand. It's like, yeah, it's, it's competition products. Like, they're both selling cozy things. Yeah. It's but not like, the exact same product. Like, add new stuff to, like, make it appear slightly less like she was obviously stealing. No, like, yeah. Like, I mean, different, like, companies were making the robes, but they sure, were both selling yeah. robes. And this creator even reached out to Jacqueline and tried to like say like, hey, I wish you would have come mm-hmm. to me first or just like tried sure to that do it well. nicely. Of course it did. And then um, she made a video on her channel and Kaylin did and said, mm-hmm. you know, what happened and how, yeah, I feel really bad about it. But she said, you know, she did take responsibility for the fact that I learned a really valuable lesson because I didn't trademark Cozy and I should have trademarked Fair. it. And if I had done that, then she couldn't have made her brand. Oh, okay. But she was so small that she wasn't thinking that a big creator would swoop in and do that to her. Yeah. But she Which, was to be wrong. clear, like, that's still a dick move. Like, even if she was, like, technically legally in the wrong. It's legal. Not, like, in the wrong, but, like, right. you know. Because she didn't trademark it. Like, that's still a shitty fucking thing to do. I mean, it's legal for me to call somebody a bitch, but is it nice? No. No, exactly. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> still, and also just like not a good integrity move as a business. Like, exactly. Look good. Exactly. Exactly. Oof. And then it got worse when Jacqueline like started um, throwing a little shade at Kaylin, like never addressed it. And instead, like, I'll put the picture up on the podcast because then she, like, put this other post on Instagram. Okay, so I just looked up the, and it was Jacqueline Hill posting on Instagram then. She posted on Instagram a tag, her Co's tag, and it has a very clear TM in the corner. And she wrote, like, coming soon with, like, the eye thing. Like, it was so obviously, like, shade at Kaylin, like... Sorry, that's what you get for not trademarking your own thing. And I do remember watching in the video, Jacqueline specifically said she had her team. They had been looking for a name for forever and they had her and she had her team like looking all over the Internet and making sure things weren't copied. Like she made a big deal about how much how hard they worked on the name and how. And that just like proved to everybody that so she knew there's no way she did not know about this other influencers thing. So and then she shades her afterwards. It was just like very disappointing from somebody who does like Jacqueline Hill. Yeah. As somebody who knows nothing about her, like this is so gross. Because also, too, can we just talk about the fact that you and I spent weeks, like literally weeks looking through podcast names and like branding and like there was a couple of podcast names that we were really excited about that had other show like people had already like claimed the name it wasn't like trademarked or anything right and like their podcast was dead they hadn't recorded any episodes in like years and we were like no like we can't do that like that's fucked up like come up with a fucking better idea then you know like i just i don't relate to that at all 
it, that's just why right me. why did it have to be that specific like it's yes. just also it's if just, you like the name cozy then just fucking spell it a different way Jacqueline. <laughs> like, yeah yeah that's not or that just art. do anything else so yeah. okay it's not over it gets worse oh no so now in the more recent months, now she's been accused of copying um, jewelry from a designer, Lana Jewelry. Okay. And granted, Lana Jewelry's, all of her stuff is like super high quality and like $800 for a necklace for her brand. Okay. Like very like you buy it. It's an investment. It's a very special piece, right? Okay. But Jacqueline, everybody, like, she came out with this necklace. And Jacqueline has even been shown wearing jewelry from this brand before and has been supporting no. them. And then she came out and people are comparing this necklace that Jacqueline made in hers. Mm-hmm. And it looks weirdly similar. I will, oh, again, no. edit a picture into the podcast so people could see what we're talking about. Yeah. And... It's and hers, her version's like $78. It's a little cheaper. So it's not as mm-hmm. much. But like, no. I think if the Kaylin thing hadn't just happened with Cozy, I think mm-hmm. I don't think I would have thought that she was really copying this brand. But since this is now turning into this pattern, it's like getting weirder, right? So it that feels intentional. It feels right. It starts to feel intentional when there's a pattern. Um, Okay, so now let's get into today. Wait, there's more? Yes. I'm sorry. These are exactly the same. Yeah. They look very, very similar. They're they're like like a mirror image. Especially because Jacqueline has worn pieces from Lana Jewelry in the past. Like we know for a fact that she knows about them. I just... The thing that I don't understand, though, is that... Like, that jewelry design is, like, distinct enough that if you saw someone wearing it, you'd be like, oh, is that, you know, and, like, you you were, like, in the know, you're, like, about the brand and whatever. You'd be like, oh, is that, like, from Lana Jewelry, right? And, like, yeah. okay, so if Jacqueline really likes it, like, A, approach them and, and do a collab. B, just do something that's, like, inspired or, like, referential of that's not, like, just straight up ripping off somebody else's designs. Like, this is not difficult, you know? But I think... The pattern with Jacqueline that we're finding is that she does cash grabs and beyond that she doesn't care. That's so disappointing. It's very disappointing. So now the reason we're talking about this at all is because um, Marlena Stell who is the CEO and founder of the brand Makeup Geek which is now going out of business um, she has a YouTube channel, but she said she's not posting this on YouTube. She came out of the woodwork and found the uh, Reddit thread, the or the Reddit board, oh. uh, Jacqueline Hill snark, and she posted on there and spilled the tea about Jacqueline because Marlena Stell has known Jacqueline for a long time and oh says boy. that she's been holding all this in for years about Jacqueline. So, do you mind if I read this to you? Please do. Do you want to take a little ride with me? I would love that. <laughs> Marlena Stell says, I'm tired of staying quiet, especially after the Kaylin incident. That was the cozy incident. Because that's yet another woman, 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 
woman woman yes woman (laughs) because that's the yet another woman in a lineup of many who have been done dirty by a manipulative liar i'm tired of not speaking everything in fear of being called a hater looking for relevancy but since i closed my brand already i don't have to worry about being told i'm trying to drum up sales I've been holding all this in for seven years. I've forgiven Jacqueline for losing Makeup Geek a million dollars, even though it was a (gasps) shit move and hurt my company horribly. I should have gone. (laughs) Are you okay? Yes. A million dollars? Yes. Yes. Just wait. I know. I should have gotten the contract signed, but never imagined a quote unquote friend would pull out knowing the inventory inventory was already in house Mm -hmm. hardest life lesson i've ever learned i even texted her pictures of all the crates of product sitting in my warehouse that's why makeup geek struggled so much after 2016 was a literal million dollars worth of product was ordered retail revenue actually lost was 4.5 million dollars 1 million was the investment into the actual product ordered many quote-unquote boring palettes happened after that in an effort to recover costs as in the nude palette a bunch of other ones in 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 same packaging because i had 100,000 units i ended up tossing thousands of them last year when i announced makeup geeks closure but what hurt even worse than the financial wreckage was her pretending to be a friend only to drop me like a toilet wad as soon as she found someone else to give her what she wanted info on how to start a makeup brand she's talking about morphe there mm mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I was thinking it was a true friendship, so I went out of my way to give her secretive info like labs and packaging connections. I even drove her personally to San Francisco from Napa to do an in-person meeting with a vendor to help her with lipsticks. She was Makeup Geek's biggest affiliate, so I could have just not helped her knowing it was technically competition for another brand. But I know how hard it, it, it was starting a brand from scratch with no help. I believed in her and actually did love her like a friend and wanted to see her succeed. She's crazy talented in makeup. Once Jacqueline became friends with Linda from Morphe, not only was I dropped, but she took Linda to every lab I gave her. I put my reputation on the line by asking favors from my vendors to meet with her. The final straw of friendship for me was seeing her at my lab with Linda the same day as me while she blew me off and stated she was too busy to meet me for even a coffee. She lied, saying she had errands and couldn't meet up. Meanwhile, that afternoon, my team sees her and Linda at my lab while we're there. That was the day I knew who Jacqueline truly was, and I felt stupid and deceived. I messaged Jacqueline months before Lipstick Gate we talked about earlier and told her I was hurt all this time and stated my feelings about the shady business practices of Morphe lying about the restocking vegan palettes subpar quality etc when I stated it was a shit move to pull out of the collab she had she had no remorse and said what do you want me to do Marlena and yes, I warned her about that lab, the lab that she made the mm-hmm. lipsticks in that led to Lipstick Gate. But Oof. she did a rush job and went with them anyways. I knew it was a rush job when Lipstick Gate happened because my other vendors who denied the last minute requests from Morphe, 
told me about it. Again, that's why I was vocal about Lipstick Gate because I knew what happened even as she was lying through her teeth. Fuzzy gloves my ass. Jacqueline once said that the workers at the factory were using fuzzy gloves and that's how I it got that. in yeah. the lipstick, which is obviously the biggest lie ever. It hasn't been one thing with her, but a repeated series of lies, stepping on other women to serve her to serve what she wants, stealing other brands, blaming everyone else for her poor morals, and so much more. I know I've been blunt lately, but honestly, I'm fucking fed up. And no, I won't do a video because her fans are oh rabid, God. and I want to keep some semblance of peace after working so hard the last four years to get rid of toxic people and things in my life. I should probably not blast her on social even, but the Kaylin instance was so damn shitty that I'm just fed up. So that's why I post here and there, because it's hard to keep quiet when I see so much shit happening to other women too. Stealing Cozy from Kaylin and mocking the trademark was disgusting don't get me started on lying about her family-owned business either becca ceo jen gerard myself kaylin and now lana lana jewelry these are just some of the people wrecked by jacqueline's selfish and shady moves there's a common denominator here and it's not all of us thanks for letting me rant woo that felt good to release and i won't read the comments but she's getting a lot of positive feedback i'll just say that lots of positive feedback lots of awards and she does post a couple pictures Mm -hmm. of proof of the boxes and boxes of product that she was supposed to do with jacqueline wow so too long didn't read jacqueline promised to do a collab with her because they were Mm -hmm. friends they hadn't signed the contract and they made a million dollars worth of product, ordered a million dollars worth of product. And then Jacqueline pulled out last minute to go with Morphe, essentially, allegedly, Ooh. allegedly <laughs> protective language here, because we, yeah. a- according to Marlena. Mm-hmm. So, wow. Isn't that so I'm just so like I it's like one of those things that I I, I can't support her anymore, but I want no. to like her. Like I've always like I just want to like her so bad because I really have always just really felt like had that parasocial yeah. like connection mm-hmm. with her where I really really liked her content and the way that she was God. and yeah what are your thoughts on that Reddit post? I just like part of me is like okay but like did you really need to post all of this publicly like you know it feels like kind of a lot but also at the same time like I'd be so fucking mad I guess the thing that I'm so confused about is when influencers do this where like there's an obvious paper trail or like um (laughs) there's like very obvious and uh easily attainable receipts for like the way that you burned this person like it just right. seemed like I could never like I just I mean, obviously, I would never do that anyways, because that's fucking rude. But like generally just like the hubris of like I not only am going to do something that's like shitty and I'm going to burn this person, but I'm also going to do it in such a way that like you could call me on it um, if somebody was like bold enough to publish the receipts and like. Oh, well, you're talking like, about you're talking about Jacqueline crazy. doing all this stuff in spite of the fact that yeah. she's leaving a paper trail. Yeah. Yes. Like. Yeah, just like the the hubris that's required to be right. shitty to people, the confidence, and also to do it. Yeah, to do it in a way that's like so easy for someone to call you onto the carpet is like something that I don't relate to. <laughs> I'm so confused by that. I have a theory about Jacqueline Hill, and I have no okay. idea if this is true or not. 
But my theory is kind of that she stopped caring a long time ago, the first time yeah. she got into controversy. And I couldn't tell you what the first controversy was because I totally forgot. Smokey Glow Fair. goes over it in one of her videos about Jacqueline Hill. Nice. But I think when she got her first bout of so much online hate, mm-hmm. I think Jacqueline grew this really thick skin and decided, like, I'm going to do whatever I need to do for me yeah. and not think about anything, which I'm not saying is right at all. No. No. I'm just saying that I think she, like, got really jaded by how much hate she could get at such a young age on the internet being one of the og youtubers and i think it like transferred in a not healthy way like instead of using that to just like ignore true hate comments she like transferred that to selfishness well i also wonder too if she just realized how profitable it was to be problematic you know yeah like that's true you get attention by being yep. that way. Like there are a couple of creators that come to mind who like, I'm not going to name them, <laughs> but I'm sure but, you know who I'm talking about. But like their whole brand is being problematic and like routinely getting canceled because it gets them clicks and views, you know? Yeah. And some people don't care what yeah. if they're the most hated person on the Internet. Yeah. So people simply do not care. And I can't imagine being like that because I would be crying if this many people were mad at me. Yeah. But. <laughs> But the the like you said, it's like having that lack of integrity is really yeah. mind blowing to me. Like literally not caring. So my thoughts on her posting all that, I kind of had that same thought of like why you had to post all this. But I think mm-hmm. again, I think it's it's this pattern that I think is like yeah. she couldn't I she's felt so powerless this whole time and she literally couldn't do anything. And I think it's like kind of piling on more proof. Yeah. Of Jacqueline's pattern, if that makes sense. And like, I get it. Like, I think on a human level, I do relate to the frustration um, of like, I want to say something, but I can't or like, you know, I feel unable to. Like, that's valid. I get that. It probably sucks to see somebody that treated you like shit uh, make so much fucking money after they burned you, (laughs) you know? So like, yeah, on a human level, I can humanize that. Um, and I'm not like shading her yeah. to be clear. I just. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's a lot. It's I, just very messy. And I think because she hadn't, like she said in that post, she hadn't signed the contract yet. Mm-hmm. Jacqueline, I'm sure, checked with the lawyer and was like, can I oh, do this? Yeah. And they were like, uh, yeah, you haven't signed the contract. And I think that's the same thing that happened with Kaylin. She went to them. She said, hey, I want mm-hmm. this. This person hasn't trademarked it. Do they have. Can they come sue me if I. Tra- yeah. If I trademark no. it then. And they were like, no, they can't. You're in the clear. And I think that is the only thought process she puts into it. If the lawyers yeah. say that it's fine, she protects her own ass because she knows if her name's on it, people are going to buy it. Yeah. It's God, just that's fucked up. It's so sad. I've been that's talking shitty. for a really long time on mine. Uh, that's, that's all fair. I have to say on it. If you have any more thoughts, let me know. <laughs> but I, that's like, that's, uh, I'm just the, the disappointment of like, I'm sure deep down Jacqueline is a good person in her personal life. Like, I would imagine, because I don't like, you know, we don't like to character would, assassinate people. Yes, but like, I would like to believe that everybody is at the core a good person. Right. Like somewhere <laughs> deep but down in there. But been gotten in the habit of doing some really shitty things and it's It's, just sad it's not looking good you know it's not looking good for her so well mickey 
that's it for me. What has been on your mind lately? Oh, boy. Okay. So actually, I think this is perfect because I am also talking about something that's like a little bit scammy, um, a little bit like not an integrity move. And I'm not going to talk about it on my main channel because it's not really relevant to the conversation about like mental health or trauma or like whatever. But it, it does push my fucking buttons. So I <laughs> want to talk about it. Um, you know who Girl Defined is, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, are you familiar with like their brand and their videos and like the content that they make? Or are you just kind of vaguely aware of them? I am fairly aware because I've watched all your videos reacting to them. I just didn't know okay, who Bethy that. was. Yeah. I knew I know who they are as a group, but I don't yes. know their individual names. I okay. would explain it maybe just in case people don't know exactly who they are fair enough um, yeah so girl defined is a set of sisters who run um what they call a ministry um they are fundamentalist evangelical christians who take a very legalist approach to the bible and to christianity generally so for example bethy is one of the sisters she's um the younger of the two i think she did not uh have her first kiss until her wedding day her and her husband Um, both had their first kisses on their wedding day Um, and like you know she sort of endlessly preached about modesty and God's design for womanhood and all of this stuff they still do to be clear which is why I've talked about them Kristen Bethy and Kristen yes I was just gonna say do you want to disclaim that we don't hate religious people I feel like that's always oh yeah that's true disclaimer I just want to be clear that we're not talking about all religious people here we don't give a shit if you're Christian or if you believe in God or not like whatever do you no I say that in all of my YouTube videos too um I don't give a hoot about what anybody does with their own personal religious beliefs or choices or practices that's none of my ding dang business you know but like what we're talking about with Girl Defined is not regular Christianity. We're not talking about Correct. people who just like want to be religious and be left alone. These people have like, again, first of all, a very legalist approach to the Bible, but also like actively, regularly, very proudly campaign for like legislation to be passed. That's like um, forcing their religious views onto other people. Um, they've made really hateful claims about, I mean, all number of things. But like the reason I talk about them a lot is because they say um, that, like, for example, mental illness is sinful, that uh, self-esteem, like having high self-esteem is sinful. Just like anything that's fun or good um, <laughs> or like part of the fucking human condition, Bethy and Kristen have outwardly, aggressively and like explicitly labeled it as sinful and a thing that not only should be avoided, but also that us as Bethy and Kristen, we are not afflicted by those things. We are not at all bothered by them. We are better than everybody else. Just, just say you hate joy and be done yes. with it no it's so like, much faster i said literally. that before <laughs> like, yes like, just say just that you want to be miserable and you want all of us to be miserable because you yeah. can save so much time it's yes sad. oh my gosh but my favorite thing that's happened um, i'm scared about why we're talking about them <laughs> i know but i'm but scared my, of why why we're talking about them today because it my, can't be good Oh, no, it's not. It's terrible. So (laughs) what's happened recently is that word on the street anyways, I want to be clear. I don't typically participate in like the fundy snark subreddits. I casually observe them every once in a while as research for videos, but I, I try not to like get involved. But word on the street in the subreddit is that or like people's suspicion anyways, is that Bethy was not orgasming while having sex with her partner up until recently because there's been a very sudden and very stark shift in the content that she produces from being about 
you know, like this very pious, holy roller <laughs> kind of attitude about sex, about intimacy, about modesty. And now she's like the sexy Christian lady. She talks endlessly about what? sex. Uh huh. Yes, about God's design for sex within marriage um, and about how it's totally good that sex is fun and like women can enjoy sex, guys. Did you know that oh women my- can enjoy sex? <laughs> and it's like, Wow. A lot. It feels like one of those moments where somebody discovers something that everybody else has already known. And by trying to like share their passion for it, you're sort of accidentally telling on yourself about the fact that you didn't know about this until (laughs) recently. You know, people also like say really mean things about her sex life and whatever. And like, I don't. I don't want to like character assassinate her like that. But the reason that we're talking about it is because. It's sad, Bethy, though. Like, in, in part of her rebrand for being like the sexy Christian lady. The sexy Christian lady. <laughs> has decided that she wants to put up um, a course, like a, a class, kind of. That's called the Ultimate Sex Course for Christian No. <laughs> no. Yes. Absolutely yes. not. <laughs> She's had sex with one person. Correct. And also apparently like sex that she didn't realize was not gratifying up until recently. Uh, (laughs) um, Which is fascinating. But on top of that, Hannah, it gets so much worse. Oh, fucking Jesus. It gets so much worse. Because like that's part of the reason that I take so much frustration with the content that her and her sister produce is that they position themselves as experts on these topics that like they have no education, they have no training, they have no life experience, they have no credentials at all to be speaking with such authority about these things because it's very right. different. It's very different than getting on the internet and saying, I'm a Christian woman, I live my life by doing these things, right? Or like, I'm a Christian woman. Here are some Bible verses that have helped me feel more comfortable with my body or to enjoy sex more or, you know, whatever. Like, she's not making like vlog style, lifestyle content. She's making prescriptive, instructional content about the definitive way that other people (laughs) should be living their lives with like fuck all to point to as like credentials for why she's telling people to do this so this sex course that she's making you know um, that subreddit i'm sorry to interrupt you, you know that subreddit r slash are the straights okay <laughs> yes yes i, I am do. a straight person and i just have to say no no we're not <laughs> Yes, the the relationship norms that people post in that subreddit are haunting, dude. It's, yeah, it's a whole thing. Go on. It's bad. To interject that. But yeah, so this ultimate sex course that she's launching, first of all, feels like a money grab because yeah. um, she does this a lot where she releases like ebooks, which drives me fucking nuts, by the way. Why can't we just call them PDFs? They're just PDFs. Like, that's fine. <laughs> If you want to release a $20 PDF, like, and there's good value in it, like, I'm not judging. It's good for the environment, you know, like, release a PDF. But stop calling it an ebook, please. Stop please, calling God. it an ebook. Because there's typos in there and we all know it. Yes. Yeah. That, that's also a subject of contention. But she does this a lot where she releases ebooks and she released a, another course about how to start selling courses for stay-at-home moms. I don't know. It, it feels like a weird sort of money grab thing. And like, again... Out of my curtail, I don't really talk about it on my channel because, like, I don't really care if she's, like, trying to make a living by being a stay-at-home mom, whatever. Like, right. Whatever. But first of all, it feels very scammy because this is, like, the sixth time that she's tried to release a course about 
I don't know, whatever is her, you know, hyper fixation this week. But on top of that, (laughs) Hannah, get this. Remember how I said that she doesn't have any credentials. She has no training. She has no certification. There's not even lived experience of like I counseled young women in their engagements about, you know, how to be sexy. Like nothing. Right. Yeah. So you might be asking yourself the question, how then would somebody who was a kissless virgin on their wedding day feel empowered and also just simply collect enough material to release a sex course, right? The answer is that she is just using material from other people in her niche who've been talking about this for years. She actually asked these people to host seminars or like like little video chats basically in her course and and then she's selling that (laughs) i have so many questions oh please so okay other people in her niche as in other christian fundamentalists or just christians in general so like but specifically the fundies Mm mm-hmm Yes, other people who share her worldview or at least share enough of her worldview that she feels comfortable platforming right, that them. they're correct. Yes, yeah. there's one couple on there, by the way, um, who are terrible people. Um, by the time this goes up, I should have a video about it on my channel. But they have spoken about their very questionable parenting choices. I'm not going to get into it because it Is requires it Paul and a warning. No, well, they're in it too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, it's another couple. Um, yeah, it's another couple. I'm not going to get into it because it would require a trigger warning for us to discuss okay. it. And like, okay, you know. yeah, um, but like all of all of the people that she's essentially asked to like guest spot in her course are again like people who share enough of her worldview that they get along and they feel comfortable platforming each other. Are Paul and Morgan interviewed for her course? <laughs> yes, because they are the self-proclaimed sex experts yes. of the funny world. They think that they are like. Oh, they think yeah. that they have all the authority to dole out advice about yes. sex. Morgan in, is speaking about maintaining sexual intimacy during infertility. What? I guess I, that, I mean, that's fair. But like, like, like that is a good thing to talk about in general. Yeah. But like from her, I don't know. It's so bizarre to me. <laughs> like it's take the fundamentalist Christian out of it. Take okay. anything. Sure. Take yeah. any topic. Like, that, this is me trying to sell a course on therapy and mental health mm-hmm. by interviewing you. Correct. And then trying to sell a course about me interviewing you and, like, yes. writing down all the things in a PDF about what I learned from Mickey mm-hmm. and then my own therapist, say. And then yes. I'm a... And I had a... I, oh, but the sex, the part that she has one sexual partner, I do have an undergrad psychology degree, which means nothing. <laughs> so <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> there you go. Now I'm going to sell a course on therapy. Like that is yeah. literally what it sounds like to me. Yes. Does she not realize that there's experts in sex education? There's literal professors that teach psychology of sex and but other courses on sex that are actual experts in this probably fact- but the thing is that she thinks that those are sinful she thinks that those right. resources are of the devil and right. so she could never learn from them and and she would never encourage other people to learn from evidence-based information about sex because jesus said not to i don't know 
Like, I don't, I don't really understand. Right. The, like, yeah. she can't, she's not even allowed to apply what advice from people who don't practice exactly no. what she does. She's not allowed to apply that advice to her own sex no. life. Apparently like, not. And that's the thing, too. Like, that's such an important distinction when we have this conversation about just regularly religious people of any, like, flavor or affiliation and the people like Bethy and Kristen is that you can be a perfectly devout religious person and also be open to hearing evidence-based information from experts in their field, right? Like, Miriam on TikTok is, like, such a good example of this. Are Are you on Miriam talk? Probably not. I probably don't follow her specifically. That's fair. I don't remember what her last name is, but her first name Who, is Miriam. And she what kind of content is, does she make? She's an Orthodox Jew. And so she just shares about her life. Like that's literally the opening for her video is like, hi, my name is yeah. Miriam. I'm an Orthodox Jew and I, I share about my life um, and like, you know, the things that are important to me. And she talks about her own perspective, her own life and whatever. But like she also is a labor and delivery nurse. And she talks about how yeah. there are certain customs in her religion um, like, for example, it's not um, okay or like a lot. I'm not sure what the verbiage is, but like it's not, you know, appropriate in her religion for her to have physical contact with any male person um, who's not her husband. There's just like rules about it from like a like a, you know, my body is sacred sort of perspective. But when she is at work, she is allowed to have contact, physical contact um, with anyone for like a reason that's medically necessary. You know, like oh, she has I was like, really- why would you need She's like received spiritual guidance about how like, yes, Miriam, like this is your job, you know, (laughs) like this is not that like it's not the same as you sharing some kind of like intimate touch with a man who's not your husband. Like you're working, you know, it's entirely possible to be a religious person and not have uh, this like very aggressive, like by the letter approach to your religious text, you know, and like they just are are committed to that gag. Right. And it sounds like Miriam, too, is also just like, I'm just sharing this because it might be interesting for you to yes. learn about another culture, just like we'd learn about yes. other cultures on TikTok. Like, yeah. And she's not saying like, you have to do this Mm-mm. too. become no. an Orthodox Jew. You know, she's yeah. just saying like, hey, did you know, like women in hijabs talking about certain practices that they're doing yeah, or like exactly people doing ramadan and stuff like that yeah. it's like wait do you mean that's hijab? just oh shit what did i say i think you said hijab, hijab? Yeah. i probably shouldn't say that should i that's wrong <laughs> it's okay to mispronounce things i know uh okay i'll leave it in um hijab. wait can you educate me one more time what is it hijab. i think it's hijab i think you're right hijab that sounds right. i don't know for certain though to be fair if anybody who wears one no is listening yeah let us know if we're saying it wrong because we'd love can you to spell say it phonetically it for us, yes please? can you I know. <laughs> if dumb. you don't mind yeah um but yeah so that's like again just a really important distinction when we talk about this because i think it's entirely possible for even like really devout christian people to learn about sex and intimacy and like you know how yeah. to like spice up your sex life from people who either are christian or aren't christian but like without it being this thing that like we have to be committed to like non-evidence-based information that's the thing yeah. that gets me you know and that's what i'm so confused about like it's like if you want to wait till marriage to have sex like go off do whatever the heck you want that's your that's none of my business right Mm -hmm. but i don't understand the concept of like then not wanting to like use vibrators for yourself or like 
or well, uh, yeah. just like learning about sexual practices from people that are promiscuous you know or like certain things to help improve stuff that just like i just don't understand you're not doing that thing you're you're not going outside of your marriage you're not breaking any moral rules for yourself so why the hell do you care also hannah this is this is the thing that just like really gets me this like is what really is so humorous about this whole thing is that these old rules that they would abide by like for example girl defined as a unit took a very harsh stance about how masturbation is a bastardization of sex uh you know being the way that god intended it like masturbation is i think they called it like counterfeit intimacy it's just like not the way that it's yeah uh uh-huh and Kristen made a whole video talking about how masturbation is bad don't do it masturbation is (laughs) sinful whatever and And then they did it and changed their mind because Francie oh wait are you i was kidding no i'm so serious francie winslow is like another christian sex lady who talks about self-cultivation yeah (laughs) and how um she enjoys sex so much more if she has time to (laughs) self-cultivate away from like her husband and kids and and whatever like you know like me time essentially um where she just gets in touch with how sensual her body is um and like how beautiful is it that god designed my body to be so sensual um basically we're talking about flicking the bean um, but they just like don't want to say that. And so now we're sort of like retroactively rewriting what used to be like a hard line in the sand for them and saying, actually, it's fine to masturbate as long as you're doing it to be like more in the mood to have sex with your partner, which is also hilarious <sighs> to me because it still has the- to be in relation to a man. Yes. Yes. Which like, again, if the the like patriarchal underpinnings of their culture were like unlearned, then I think people would probably have an easier time finding sex and intimacy to be a mutually pleasurable thing. But because this like patriarchal misogynistic view exists in that culture about how like sex is for men, it's about men, and it's particularly about men's pleasure and women's pleasure gets like left on the table, you know, like it's a lot easier to want to engage in sex and intimacy with a partner who also values your pleasure, you know, but like we don't want to talk about that. We don't have time for that conversation. Right. Bethy just is okay with self-cultivating now. Probably had to change her own rules because Mm -hmm. she discovered self-cultivation. Yes. And she was like, I have to, I'm different now. My morals are different. Wait, backtrack. (laughs) Rewind. I was just kidding, so, you guys. That's so funny. Have you tried this? It's amazing. Yes. Oh my it, god! It really is it's giving amazing. that energy. It's <laughs> right, which is like I don't want to speculate on people's sex life, whether it's with Same. themselves or without somebody else. Like, yeah. But it's hard not to with her specifically because she's been so hard up all of our butts about yes. our sex lives. Yes. It's she's she's she acts like everybody else's sex lives are her business. So it's very yes. hard not to get in her mm-hmm. business about it. And it's like I'm happy for her in a way that she is starting Same. to understand. Yes. Like I want her to have that like have a Me good too. sex life too. Yes. But it still has those undertones of like, well, if I need to change it, then my morals are still right and yes. yours are still wrong. As long yes. as I'm changing mine, then you can change yours to fit yes. mine. 
And that's the thing that really, really is so frustrating. I think especially for people who have deconstructed from fundamentalism is that yeah. it's first of all, it's the rules for for thee and not for me thing. It's fine for her to impose this sense of morality on other people, but then to change her mind about her own life and her own self because she didn't like it. Um, but also because deconstructing and moving away from that legalist perspective is exceedingly common. Lots of people discover in the journey of like wanting to feel better, wanting to feel more satisfied, like with their own lives, but also with their partners and whatever, that maybe I can be a very devout, a very biblical Christian person and also you know, embrace conventional wisdom about (laughs) intimacy and relationships, but they weren't having it. They actually had the gall to say out loud about other like progressive Christian influencers, like you're not real Christians. You're not real Christians. You're not like you don't belong with us. You can't sit with us because you don't believe my views. But now that it suits them, we're walking all of that back. You know, it's it's very hypocritical. Uh, Yes, that's gross. That is so the the whole like again like if people want to be religious fine but do not do not as long as you are not telling me what to believe yes then whatever but the whole like there's a certain christian that's good and other christians are not good blows my freaking mind like okay what is a good christian then define it perfectly because Kristen sure tried (laughs) but they think it's objective and it's Mm -hmm. not it's completely subjective to the person like some people barely they they never go to church but they still like believe in god and still Mm -hmm. believe in an afterlife or whatever some people go to church religiously and they drink alcohol like all these other things that like and more you know in the mormon church you don't drink alcohol and like or caffeine or like yeah there's so many things you are allowed to drink caffeine in the lds church actually oh you are is that different it's 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 um okay according to the lds person that i used to work with who was like the best part he was such a nice guy he was like the just the best he we would talk about this a lot because i he knew that i was like atheist and so he Mm -hmm. was really open to having like open discussions about it with me so it was really fun but he told me he had energy drinks like every day he said it's not the caffeine it's specifically coffee and certain types of tea i think but don't quote me on that but it's like coffee specifically it's the product of coffee not the caffeine in coffee is what he said. He could only drink herbal tea too and like not caffeine tea. I don't know. It's very interesting. It's a very interesting. Uh, it's yeah. a very interesting I didn't know thing. That. But because that's, I did ask him, he would drink so many energy drinks because he couldn't yeah. have coffee. <laughs> so um, anyway. But yeah. Today I, think I learned. Yep. Regardless, the point though, is that like, it's entirely possible to be a religious person uh, yes. without forcing it onto other people and, and not without, being a jerk yes and without committing to this like i'm going to be right always and i will just rewrite my stance if i discover that i'm wrong instead of just admitting that i was wrong you know yeah yeah it's like um, it's, oh, and it's okay to be wrong it's yes. okay to change your mind it's exceedingly too. human like she um, doesn't have to backtrack she could just be yes. like hey I, I you know mind. what? I changed my mind about this because yeah. I did it. And I was like, wow. I received some wise counsel from I- Francie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which is the other thing that is like so confusing and funny to me about this course is that not only is it full of like hypocritical takes from her, but also 
by my count, there's like almost no original content in it. Like it's all like, did you actually take the course? No, no. I thought about it. I really did. And I still haven't decided if I want to. How do you know what's in the course? um, Because she posts fucking sneak peeks and trailers and. Oh, um, yeah. Like little snippets and stuff. Um, But it's it's basically made up of like several modules, all of which are being headed by someone else who is um, basically sharing the same content, at least I'm assuming it's probably the same, if not very similar content, to the shit that they share for free on their own podcasts and in their own social media and all of that stuff. But it's just being repackaged and sold by Bethy to the tune of like $150 (laughs) a pop. Yeah. Bethy, your behavior is weird. And also just like it's like scammy, but it's like not even a good scam. But it's not even like a right. It's not even a scam that anybody's going to talk about because not enough people are actually going to get scammed out of money. (laughs) I fucking hope not. My God, I'm going to be so sad if she makes a lot of money off of this because she will be stealing money from like young and impressionable women. And also like practically, I just have so many questions because, again, there's several modules at least five maybe six if not like upwards of eight and all of these again are being headed by someone else so is she paying these people for their time and their expertise because like right 150 dollars is a lot of money but not enough to divide up between like six seven (laughs) eight nine people right Right. like we're making pennies at that point and like at that point why are we releasing the course then you know i bet some of them were friends so they were just willing to be a guest which knowing that not she was going to be a course choice which is whatever but um <laughs> and i bet some of them she probably like gives them a fee up front or something like gives them a hundred dollars for an hour or something like that and then let's hope so makes whatever she makes off of the courses that they're in i'm guessing i'm very interested i have in no the idea it's it. that's wild mm-hmm. i Oh, it would be funny if it wasn't so harmful to so many people. Yes. And that's the other thing is that the advice in this course is going to be ill-informed at best and like downright infactual and abusive at worst. And so I just am so sad about the people who are, again, like young and impressionable and vulnerable. Yeah. And are going to get scammed not only out of their money, but also sold this bill of goods that is not true and is potentially so incredibly harmful to their relationships and their mental health, you know? Right. It's sad. I hate it. Me too. Thanks. We hate it. We hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that's all I have about that. I think that's also we've been talking for a hot minute, so we should probably wrap it up. Yeah, we have. We probably should wrap it up. But we could still (laughs) call this episode. Thanks. We hate scams. Yes. Oh, like absolutely. we originally planned. We yeah. I, I know. It's perfect. Um, or, <laughs> yeah, shady influencers. I don't know. Something of that effect. It's fine. I'm fine with calling it scams. <laughs> That's a lot more short and sweet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Thank okay. you guys so much for listening. That's going to be episode one. Um Yay. I would say give us a few episodes to find our footing and everything because it'll yes. evolve as we evolve. But mm-hmm. this is like our third time recording an episode. That's true. Episode two. So hopefully we'll be a little more evolved now. But um, mm-hmm. thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, leave yes. us a comment to let us know what you think mm-hmm. if you're watching on YouTube. And we'll see you all next week. Yes. And leave us reviews on Spotify and Apple Podcasts if you're listening there because it really does help the show. Yay. Yes, please do that. Thanks, everybody. Okay. Bye. Bye.